Good morning, question mark, internet people. Can I get a signals check? Aloha from East Texas, says Charday McDennis. <clears throat> five by five, thank you. Oh, what's up, Kenneth? Carl, appreciate it. dumbass buckshot. Good morning to everybody in the chat. We would have been here sooner, but we had coffee beans to grind, which is incredibly important because it's Monday morning. And uh, I don't know about y'all, but we're still in the midst of recovering from the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, we should just clap because we're here. We made it. Like, we made it. So we're going to do the brief this morning. I know for some of y'all, there's going to be new people here. So if you're a new person, don't be a schlub. Subscribe, ring the little bell icon. Okay? Okay, bear. Now, if you're one of the 40% of people masquerading as a federal agent who watches this show daily but isn't subscribed, shame on you. Quit or subscribe. One or the other. No gray area. Uh, and lastly, to everybody who knows what the hell they're doing, they've been here a hot minute. If you're not new here, you know what to do. Share the show with somebody you love. Leave a comment for the YouTube algorithmic robots to chew on and thumbs up. Tracking, tracking. We have a lot of ground to cover this morning. This is These are the notes on my right hand currently, in addition to the notes on the brief Palm Pilot 1.0. I ran out of Palm space and had to uh, go to my digits as well. So... Adam says, howdy. Well, howdy. Good morning. Shalom, sister, lovely Dudley to everybody in the chat. You know what? I think it's about time. I think it's about time. I think it's about time. Hey, 12C, comment again. I think it's about time. Buenos Tacos from Arizona. Appreciate you. Logan, Phil, ah, there it is, there it is. Everybody congratulate the newest blue wrench in the Bear Nation, the 12C conditioning. Clap hand, everybody. Clap hand, everybody. All right, lots of ground to cover. The show is, of course, brought to you by RefugeMedical.com, for whom I am the chief shill because I'm also the founder and CEO, so I get to say whatever the hell I want on my show, okay? Okay, Bear. Awesome. Um. There is the possibility that the world gets significantly weirder in the days ahead than it is right now, which is saying something because it's been hella weird for years now. In Matthew 24, Messiah tells us, here are the signs of the coming of the end of an age. The uh, birth pains, if you will. Wars and rumors of wars. Now, there are there have been wars, plural for millennia and so i guess we should preface with i'm not losing my shit today based upon what i subject to change at any time but if we're going to use the ron white metric of how bad are things find a helmet and put on the damn helmet it could be a put on the damn helmet day we could we could be there it's unfortunate that it's a reality that things that happen literally half a world away have negative ramifications back home where we are today. So wars and rumors of wars, tracking. Yep, we've got now wars, plural. We've got the Ukraine war and we've got the Israel-Hamas war, which is probably going to expand in its scope, which we'll talk about in a minute. Famine. Yep, we talked about famine in the last brief. 
plague and disease. Um, well, the last plague we had was manufactured, I think, by people who were trying to make us believe that it was the end of the world, even though it wasn't. And the last one, they will deliver you up and kill you for my name's sake. And in certain places of the world, that is happening currently. People are having their heads lopped off with dull machetes because of their belief in the Shiak, because they believe that Jesus is the Christ. That's not happening here yet. And Messiah says, these are the beginnings of the birth pangs. And I bring all this up because we're going to talk about a war in Israel today. And many, many, many people will ask and or say that this is a biblical war and we are this much closer to end times, to which I would disagree based upon the data. We're not there yet, boys and girls. Could we be? There is this Gog and Magog? Yeah, if you're reading Revelation 17, but we got to get through 1 through 16 first, okay? Uh, we got to get through Matthew 24 first, and we're not we're not there yet, homeboys, homegirls. Doesn't mean that we couldn't be sooner or later, but we are not there yet. Now with that five-minute preamble, let's hit the brief. Sound good? Sounds good, Bear. All right, cool. Baron been a brief, 9 October 23. One of my best friends was born today. Uh, so if you're out there, Hoiser, CVN69, appreciate you, bro. Hope things are doing well. I will try and text you later. <sighs> he of the Naval Fleet. Now, Baron Pen brief, 9 October 23. A few days ago, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said in a speech to the United Nations that there would be the establishment of a new Middle East centered around Israel. How do you think everybody else felt about, felt about that? Now, in one of the most significant escalations in years, the Islamist Palestinian resistance movement, Hamas, launched a massive This attack was backed by Iran, and it involved a barrage of thousands of rockets from Gaza into Israel, as well as armed gunmen attacking southern Israel from Gaza. It is one of the deadliest attacks in decades, too, with a death toll of at least 600 Israelis. Others are reporting that that's 700 to 1,000 Israelis and at least 370 Palestinians. The Palestinians are saying that it's thousands of Palestinians that have been killed in retaliatory airstrikes from Israel. The attacks by Hamas into Israel have, so sea, air, and land. There's a lot of pundits and talking heads that are giving Hamas shit for hooking up uh, parachutes, essentially, to crude dune buggies, saying, oh, well, yeah, well, that's just stupid. Well, it worked. It, it's not stupid if it works. And if you think about asymmetric warfare, um, we're going to paraglide these weaponized dune buggies. That's smart AF, honestly. The rockets that were launched, reporting is anywhere between 2,000 and 6,000 rockets. In other words, it's the same or more rockets than have been launched by Hamas into Israel over the last 20 years combined. So it's significant. And this is rocket artillery. These are not uh, bottle rockets. They're 114 millimeter rocket artillery that is homegrown, produced by Hamas, which begs the question, where did they get the money to produce thousands, thousands 
of rockets and launch them all in one coordinated strike. Um, yeah, <laughs> Iran. Um, now, and let's not forget Iran that recently on September 11th, Biden released $6 billion in Iranian funds in exchange for five American prisoners. And I also believe there were upwards of a thousand um, Iranian known terrorists that were released in that deal as well. And the Secretary of Defense, I believe it was, uh, was asked, how do we know uh, on national television, how do we know that when you release these $6 billion in funds that they're not going to be used to fund terrorism? And his response was essentially a blase. I guess that's a risk we're going to have to take. There's significant amount of funding and execution that went into this attack. So they came in by air with their paragliding dune buggies. They came in by land. Uh, they breached several, essentially, cops, combat outposts that Israel had along the border between, uh, you know, in the Gaza Strip there. And then they also came in by sea, the details of which are still pretty fuzzy right now. And it's important to go ahead and clarify that all of this is early reporting, and early reporting tends to be wrong as details come to light and as narratives are created and nurtured as things go along, the information is going to change. So the best that I can do right now is give you a snapshot in time as to what has happened thus far. It's official. Prime Minister Netanyahu has said that Israel's security cabinet has formally declared war with Hamas. Tens of thousands of reservists have been called into the war as Israel has vowed to, quote, exact a huge price, end quote, from Hamas in what is being called Operation Iron Sword. The Iron Dome, as you know, is Israel's missile defense system. There's a lot of conjecture and opinion right now as to why the Iron Dome was so ineffective with all these incoming rockets. One of the reasons you launch thousands of rockets so that you can overwhelm and confuse the defense systems because they can only track so many targets. There's only so many rounds in the hopper to take out incoming missiles. And so if you've got 3,000 missiles in your missile defense system, I launch 6,000 knowing that 3,000 of them are going to get through. There's huge chatter, some publicly and a lot of it privately, as to what did Mossad Israel's intelligence network know about these attacks and why was Israel caught off guard with this? Hamas has been chattering for weeks that this was going to come. This is uh, 50 years and a day on the heels of the uh, Yom Kippur attacks, the deadliest day in Israel's history until this point. And the day that this attack took place was the eighth day of Sukkot the Festival of Tabernacles, the Feast of Ingathering, which is on the ceremonial calendar, the highest holy day in the year. It is the same day that Yeshua stood up in the temple and said, anyone who thirsts come to me, I am the waters of life. It is the, the day of the water libation ceremony. It's the holiest day in the spiritual calendar. And Hamas hits them on the eighth day. Part of the... Part of why I would say thus far this is not a biblical war yet is most people do not realize that the nation state of Israel as established by the League of Nations in 1947-ish, remember that's the, the group of superheroes led by Sean Connery, precursor to the United Nations, um, 
when the League of Nations formed the nation state of Israel out of what at that time was called Palestine, there's not a single word about God in the Constitution of Israel. The nation state of Israel, as it is drawn on a map today, is a secular nation. Tel Aviv has the largest homosexual population per capita on planet Earth. These are not, by and large, um, deeply religious spiritual people in service to the creator there. Doesn't mean there aren't factions of within that populace, because there are. There are religious, deeply spiritual people there in that area of the world. But the state of Israel, as drawn on a map today, is not the biblical Israel that is referenced in the Bible. And that's a big disconnect for a lot of people. Okay, one was an, an inheritance from the creator to his chosen people. The other was lines drawn on a map by men. They're two very different things. We've also had the co-opting of the term Israel by the tribe of Judah. Judah claims that they are Israel and they are one thirteenth of Israel. There are 12 other tribes that comprise a biblical Israel. That's a different video that we're not going to get into right now. But for everybody clamoring, saying this is a biblical war signifying the coming end of an age, there's a lot of nuance that's being ignored here. Let's see. Iron Sword, Iron Dome, we talked about that. It is expected to be a, quote, long and difficult war, and, quote, and Israel has already decided to cut off electricity, fuel, and the supply of goods to Gaza. And now people are decrying that as a humanitarian disaster. Uh, but if my enemy was entrenched 10 kilometers away, you bet your ass I'm cutting off goods and services to them. This is similar to what you've seen with Russia in Ukraine. You, would, you cut off the flow of goods and services. And then the population self-selects out meaning that the combatants stay and everybody else leaves. And then when you roll into an area, if they're still here, they are combatants. So on a more detailed level, at least 100 Israeli soldiers and civilians have been taken hostage and the chaos is widespread. Videos have emerged on social media of men, women, and children being taken into Gaza, many of which appear to have been abused. One British citizen has been killed and two other British citizens are missing. Ten Nepali students were killed in the conflict, too. One doctor based in Gaza City described the situation, quote, everywhere you are going in Gaza, you see funerals, you see death. You cannot just close your eyes. The kids are crying and screaming. There is no electricity. There's no Internet. And so you feel you could be next. This bomb could be on top of your home, on top of your apartment, etc. Now, there's a lot of. Israel and Palestine is an incredibly sensitive subject, especially on the internet, where people love to emote in the comments and everybody has their different pet causes that they favor or disfavor. And you could go back, uh, I don't know, 100 years or so and, and do a real quick thumbnail geopolitically on the, the reasons why Israel and the Palestinians do not get along. Or you could go back about 3,500 years, and there's a guy named Noah, Noah. And Noah had a wife and three sons. His three sons were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Ham was kind of an asshole. And Ham 
took the area of land that was supposed to be the inheritance of Shem. The descendants of Ham were the Philistines. The descendants of Shem were the Israelites. And this is a family feud that goes back at least three millennia. The Philistines today, and in Orthodox Judaism referred to as the Philistines, sounds a lot like Palestine, because it is. That's that people group. The Israelites are descended from Shem. The Philistines, the Palestines, are descended from Ham. They hate each other's guts and they have for 3,000 years. And even though the United States is moving the USS Gerald Ford Carrier Strike Group into the area, unforeseen yet as to how far into the area they are moving our Carrier Strike Group, even though Israel is literally on the warpath and Operation Iron Sword, this feud goes back 3,000 plus years. These people don't like each other. They've never liked each other. They're probably not ever going to like each other. And this is why in the book of Joshua, the sixth book in the Bible, the father says, when you go into this land, into Canaan, into the promised land, you shall put all of these people under the ban. And under the ban, and this is not me taking sides. This is me telling you what the Bible says. And if you are a believer in the Bible, you might want to pay attention to this. Under the ban is a biblical turn of phrase, which means kill everybody. You are not allowed to intermarry with these people. You're not allowed to do business with these people. You're not allowed to have them as a neighbor. Kill everybody. And clearly, the children of Israel didn't do that. They transgressed that, which is the root of the issue that we have today. Okay? Now, Hamas is being funded and backed financially and logistically by Iran. Iran... Um, the question here becomes shift in scope. If Israel's on the warpath, do they stop at Hamas or do they, Israel being a nuclear capable country, go ahead and just start lobbing bombs, warheads on foreheads over in Iran? And if so, what does the United States do about that? It's interesting to me that we're moving the carrier strike group into the area because Israel has roughly 560 uh, combat aircraft, fixed wing combat aircraft, and I think it's 81 or 84 rotor wing helicopter. And Israel has F-16, F-15s, F-16s, F-35s, and uh, the French Mirage 2000s as combat aircraft, fixed wing, all of which are incredibly capable. So if they're like, we're going to bomb Hamas, easy peasy. They've got everything they need to do that. The United States also maintains a stockpile of reserve munitions in Israel for wars in the Middle East, some of which, shh, don't tell anybody, has been depleted due to the war in Ukraine. The United States has moved munitions from that stockpile in Israel to the Ukrainians to fight that special military operation by Putin there in Ukraine. We now It's looking like we now have a two-front war. Who backs Iran? Russia. Who is in Ukraine right now? Russia. Who are we fighting a proxy war with in Ukraine? Russia. And it, I, I have a written brief, and I'm trying to bounce back and forth between all of the stuff that's flowing through my brain right now and the written brief. So please bear with me if, it, uh, if this feels a little disjointed, because it feels a little disjointed for me as well. I'm doing my best to try and present the information as we see it today through a biblical lens with my current understanding. 
So if Russia backs Iran and Russia has a special military operation going on in Ukraine and the United States and the United Nations at all is backing Ukraine in uh, backing Ukraine in Ukraine, is not Israel a member of the United Nations? Isn't this an Article 5 situation? An attack on one is an attack on all? Okay. So why are we moving a carrier strike group into the area to do things that Israel is currently capable of doing to Hamas? So it says to me, this is going to get bigger than we're attacking Hamas. So stand by for contact with that. It's also the first paragraph of the brief was talking about how uh, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said in a speech to the United Nations that there would be the establishment of a new Middle East centered around Israel. Understand that Hamas, their founding doctrine, is death to Israel. There cannot be a world where Israel exists. That's what they're all about. Now, over the last several years, through the Abraham Accords, a lot of the Middle Eastern nations have been making peace with Israel. The Saudis were on the cusp of making peace with Israel. You may remember the Saudis from such greatest hits as you paying a lot at the gas pump and flying planes into buildings in New York City, um, as well as other greatest hits. So the House of Saud has been on the cusp of making peace with Israel. And as generally speaking, as the House of Saud goes, so does the rest of the Middle East. So there were a lot of people who were unhappy about the House of Saud making progress in peace with Israel. And now all of a sudden Hamas is launching a highly coordinated, well-funded attack against Israel on the cusp of the House of Saud making peace with Israel. Again, who funds Hamas? Iran. Now Hezbollah, which is the Iranian homegrown terrorist group, is chattering about going to Gaza to assist Hamas in their fight against Israel. The Taliban, this is where it starts to get super interesting. The Taliban has asked permission to pass through, what was it, Syria, I believe? Don't quote me on this. To pass through Syria into Gaza to go continue the fight, this jihad against Israel. Guess what the Taliban's armed with? Remember all that stuff we left in Afghanistan? When we pulled out billions, hundreds of billions of dollars worth of equipment, United States military equipment, who has control of that now? The Taliban. And where are they headed? Israel. They are literally asking permission to pass through other people's lands so they can go to Israel and bring the war against Israel. Now, I want to, how shall I say this? I don't have a deep love and respect for the nation state of Israel. I'm not like, you know, Israel over Palestine. If I had to pick a side, I'm picking Israel over Palestine. I don't agree with a whole bunch of stuff that happens over there in the Middle East. I don't have a favorite nation state in the Middle East. I also biblically have a deep respect for elder brother Judah, even though they don't recognize Messiah. And when Messiah returns, and those of us who do recognize Messiah See him the second time, I believe via prophecy that elder brother Judah will see him the first time. And then they will learn. This is why there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. They will learn, damn, we screwed up the first time when we crucified that guy. 
Ryan, the eating warrior, former U.S. Air Force intelligence analyst. My greatest concern right now is if Hamas has sleeper cells stateside, they activate simultaneously as Russia decides to push Ukraine, Iran pushes Israel, and China pushes Taiwan all at the same time. Agree with that. We're going to get to that later in the brief. But if you're China right now, there's not a great time. There's not a great time for China to launch an invasion into Taiwan. But this isn't a bad one, right? Let the U.S. get embroiled in another war in the Middle East while simultaneously supporting a war in Eastern Europe. Uh, you know, thunder and flash, right? You're over here watching what this hand is doing, and you never see this other hand coming to knock you out. And there's a lot to be said about China's perceived capabilities versus their actual capabilities. Uh, China economically is not in a great place either. China's GDP is roughly 80% that of the United States. Russia's GDP is approximately one-seventh that of the United States. Israel is a small place. There's only 9 million people in Israel. There's about 13-ish million people in Palestine. It's, we're talking about like a state in the United States of America. It's not a big place. But it's looking like there's the potential for the United States to go over there to Israel. Hell, we're already doing it. Gerald Ford Strike Group, Carrier Strike Group, is already inbound, if not there already, to provide backup to Israel, which, again, I find super interesting because if Israel wanted to attack Hamas, they have everything they need and more to do that right now, which means for me that the possibility that this gets bigger than Israel and it moves from Israel to Iran I don't think we're going to go to war with the Saudis. We like oil too much. But things y'all might be thinking about, we already knew oil was going up in price. You think it's going to go more up in price now because we've got another war in the Middle East? Yeah. We already know we've got, what, $32, 33000000000000 trillion in United States debt. And we're low on munitions. So, uh, And we have a Democrat in the White House, which is interesting. We seem to always get embroiled in these wars when there's a Democrat in the White House, even though they are the ones saying the Republicans are war hawks. You think your taxes might go up? Could this be another reason why we just, we just can't have an election this year because of insert X, Y, and Z? Because we got a three-front war going on, and also we're going to constrict your children to go and die for the Babylonian Empire half a world away. I should probably just read this brief, huh? Because that was like 10 minutes of. The carrier strike group is going to go there for the Suez Canal. Make sure it stays open. Oh, they're, the carrier strike group is that's holding that's the Suez my, Canal. That's my. That's your that's an, the analysis. Show of force to keep that going. It was mm. an excuse to bring the strike group in and make sure that the canal stays open. Tracking. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. At one music festival, a German-Israeli dual national who had been attending was reportedly captured with a group of tourists. Her semi-naked body was paraded around in the streets as people spat on her and praised Allah. While Hamas claimed that she was an Israeli soldier, her family recognized her by her tattoos. Her family is pleading for help, hoping that she may still be alive. Parents of other attendees of that party are distraught, searching for their relatives, not knowing if they are killed or kidnapped. The initial estimates that are of that rave that was going on, Sunrise Dance Festival, that more than 250 attendants were killed. That That's one of the places where Hamas was landing their dune buggy paragliders. They had one driver, one shooter. They paraglided in, they landed, they pulled the chutes off, they hit the ground running, they took off, started shooting. A lot of the uh, open source image and video that's coming out of there... Um, 
It's a war, bro. Hamas pickup trucks filled with the corpses of Israelis in the back of them. Uh, IDF, Israeli Defense Forces, being pulled from their armored vehicles and tanks. Allegedly, Hamas has captured about 12 armored personnel carriers and about 12 tanks, which strategically doesn't hurt Israel, but it is a blow towards Israel. And Hamas doesn't have the munitions infrastructure to be able to employ those things well. But they do have some tanks and some APCs now. They are in certain areas going door to door, neighborhood to neighborhood, shooting, killing, looting, capturing people. Um, there are, like I said, more than it's believed right now, more than 100 Israelites have been Israelis rather have been taken hostage. And this is being referred to across the mainstream media as Israel's 9-11. It feels to me a little 9-11-ish for me, except it's happening over there, not happening over here. And many, many, many people will probably correctly posit that this is the black swan event that gets us into the next big thing. Again, what the hell was Mossad doing and our CIA and our NSA? You're telling me we didn't know this was coming? To be able to coordinate attack on this level, again, Hamas in a day launched the same number of rockets they have lost launched in the last 20 years combined. We didn't see this coming. We didn't know about Iran. Now, I remember three-ish years ago, I was speaking with somebody who had reason to know. And this is purely conjecture. Okay, so this is rumored here. And they said, if Trump does not win the next election you can expect more war in the Middle East. I was like, that's interesting. He's like, yeah. Um, and this is how it's going to go down. And I've been quietly holding that in the back of my head because we're, what, three years into Biden's air quote presidency right now? That hasn't really happened. We had the drawdown, air quote, drawdown in um, Afghanistan, and we've had the Abraham Accords, and we've had some notion of peace, peace, air quote, in the Middle East. And now this. Um, I just find it curious to these people who were taken at this rave. One of the things that I take out of this is I say this all the time and the internet has given me tons of shit for it over the years. And I don't care. Don't be there. Don't be there. Don't be where the problem is. Don't be where you expect the problem to be. Israel is not a nation that has been at peace for a long time. Terrorist attacks happen constantly there. Constantly. Why the hell would I go to a rave in Israel? Why would I let my daughter go to a rave in Israel? I wouldn't. And a lot of people, more biblical type people have asked me, Bear, um, when do you think it's time for us to, to go to Israel? Well, if you read the book, it's just a matter of time before we all end up in Jerusalem. But the father has not called me there yet. Uh, I have no interest in going over there. Not, And I have nothing against the people who are there. But for me to go over there is literally in my mind to take my own life into my own hands and go do something in a very dangerous place. So on the one hand, I'm sorry that these people have been abducted from this rave after partying all night. You think they were doing righteousness at a rave that went till 6 a.m.? My guess is probably not. But on the other hand, I would never let my daughter go there in the first place. And so situational awareness 
is one of the things for me and for y'all that we need to be aware of. Avoid the problem. Avoid the potential problem. Why would you be at that rave in the first place? All right, back to uh, back to the brief. One family is looking for a 21-year-old young man who said he was working at the party to help financially support his disabled father. He was unarmed. Another father saw video footage that clearly identified his daughter's face as she was being physically abducted by a large man into Gaza. He said, quote, I asked to see, then I saw that it was definitely her. She was so scared, so frightened. I always protected her, and at this very moment, I couldn't, end quote. And if you always protected her, why did you let her go to an overnight rave in Israel? Just near Gaza, right. Yeah, near Gaza. One survivor told the news, quote, it happened in an instant. The terrorists arrived on the right side of the road and then got out of a large white vehicle, a type of van. They shot from close range. It was terrible. Some got into the car like me and we started to drive like crazy. I can't get in touch with many other people who were there. The families are trying to get to the site. It's simply a nightmare, end quote. This is just the chaos that erupted at one small event. Hamas has said that part of the purpose of the attack was to defend the sacred ground of the Temple Mount, or as they know it, Al-Haram al-Sharif, the noble sanctuary, which is a whole nother thing. Okay, The Temple Mount is currently, as I understand it, the land is currently owned by a Christian group that leases it to the Muslims, which is the same place that the Orthodox Jews want to rebuild the Third Temple. The likelihood of that happening and the abomination of desolation, right, is part of the signs that we are going into end times, which is why I caution people against saying this is a biblical war and this is end times. Because if you say that to somebody and it turns out to not be true and they lose faith because of that, their blood is on your head. And I don't want to be that guy. I don't and end. In Deuteronomy 10, I believe it is, we're told if somebody prophesies in the name of Elohim that this thing shall come to pass and it does not come to pass, you shall not fear them. And the Hebrew connotation of fear is deep respect. You no longer respect that person. So I'm not going to get up here and be like, this is it, guys. This is end times. Here we go. Because I'll be wrong because I'm made of flesh and I'm a flawed human. And Elohim has not said to me, hey, dude, get ready and go tell the people it's the end of days. If he ever says that to me, I'll get on this camera and tell you, but he has not said that to me yet. Long Road Farms, almost time to put on the helmet. Also, there's not enough likes for how many people are watching. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, I don't know. There's over 2,000 people in the chat. It's incredible. It's going to be one of those big days. Hamas has said that part of the purpose of the attack was to defend the sacred ground on the Temple Mount, or as they know it, Al-Haram al-Sharif, the noble sanctuary. In several interviews, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken suggested that the Hamas attack could have been partially motivated by an emerging diplomatic deal between Israel and Saudi Arabia, saying, quote, it's entirely possible that one of the motivations for this attack was to try to derail those efforts to advance normalization, end quote. And in a rare occurrence, I agree with Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Either way, Hamas is ready, quote, for all options, including war and an escalation on all levels, end quote, according to senior Hamas member Saleh al-Aruri. 
President Biden has said that Washington, quote, unequivocally condemns this appalling assault against Israel by Hamas terrorists from Gaza, end quote, and that he himself made clear to Netanyahu that, quote, we stand ready to offer all appropriate means of support to the government and people of Israel, end quote. Also, I believe it was yesterday there was a rally in New York City on in support of Palestine and Hamas, and several of your favorite Democrats were there, including Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, as well as other notable dumbasses. Um, and even the uh, governor of New York, the governor, Kathy Hochul, was like, shut that shit down. Like, no, we are not doing that, um, which is interesting. War makes strange bedfellows, doesn't it? And most people don't know. There is... A, or maybe you know with your brain, but you've not seen it with your eyes. There is a huge Jewish population in New York, massive, running the gamut from non-practicing to ultra-Orthodox, huge. So uh, I find it interesting that the governor of New York is like, uh, pause. No, we're not doing that. Shut it down. <sighs> Lukewarm coffee. Let's see. There are reports that Americans are missing or killed, which Blinken has said that Washington is, quote, working overtime to verify that, end quote. Meanwhile, Iran and Hezbollah have praised the attacks and Saudi Arabia has called for a cessation of the escalation. Egypt's foreign minister has warned that there would be, quote, grave consequences if the tensions escalated and the United Nations Security Council announced that it would hold a meeting on Sunday afternoon to discuss the conflict. Exactly how the cascading effects excuse me, will shake out internationally is yet to be seen as a sudden escalation in conflict is a very recent development. Bless you, bro. You're all right. You know that? That's right. You're all right. I think we'll keep you. Fresh coffee just delivered to my desk. Awesome. That's what friends are for. The good times. Anyway. That's the written brief. If you're on Patreon, you have not only the written brief, but you also links um to chase down some of these details yourself i will tell you this again there is a lot of information that's coming out and the propaganda war the information war the narrative is just as important as the bombs the planes the tanks the guns so who do you believe when do you believe them how fresh is this intelligence what is the source what is their bias? There's, it's a lot to analyze, and this whole thing is very new. Uh, it's since uh, Saturday morning, uh, again, the great eighth day, the highest holy day on the religious calendar. Uh, so I don't think it's a coincidence at all that Hamas chose to attack on that day. It's very reminiscent, if you will, of the story of the Maccabees, Yehodadek Maccabees. Um, hey, it's Shabbat. They don't, they're not up on Shabbat, let's go attack them, right? It has that feel. Now, if you know anything about the Maccabean Rebellion, it didn't go so well for those people that attacked uh, the Maccabees. And so we'll see, we'll see how big Operation Iron Sword gets. Uh, some key things here. Again, the Saudis were very close to a peace deal with Israel to usher in that, uh, as Netanyahu called it, the establishment of a new Middle East, and clearly lots of people, other players in the region were unhappy with that. What does this mean for us? Um, 
we are now, the United States is now at least tangentially involved in two wars on the other side of the world. It creates a wonderful opportunity for China, as we were discussing earlier. And think about, I mean, the United States Marine Corps has relaxed its uniform standard because they cannot acquire enough Marpat Woodland camouflage until at least 2024. Q1 2024. It's like six months from now. Bro, when the Marines are like, mm, no, we're going to modify our uniform, that's an indicator of supply chain, right? To say nothing of guns and tanks and bombs and planes, right? We, we're sending Abrams tanks over to Ukraine, uh, literal tons and tons and tons of artillery, small arms, munitions, explosives, expertise. We have some of our best people operationally in Ukraine and have for the last decade. Now we have something opening up in Israel. If I was China, I'd watch in this going, hey, let's just bleed them dry over here in Ukraine and the Middle East, and then we'll go ahead and launch an attack on Taiwan. For the longest time, I think it was earlier this year, early 2023, for the longest time, the United States Department of Defense maintained the capability to fight two wars anywhere in the world at the same time. And they came out and said, uh, the Joint Chiefs, I believe it was, issued a statement in February of this year that that is no longer the case. Our best hope is to be able to prosecute one war anywhere in the world, which may speak to why we, we being the United States, haven't gotten directly involved in Ukraine yet. We may not get directly involved with Israel. We'll see. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. And if I did, per the Torah, you should hit me with a rock. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. But I do know now we've got two wars, uh, one in the Middle East, one in Eastern Europe. And if I was China, we might have a war in the South China Sea here in a relatively near future as well. Also, we know that we know that Iran funds Hamas and we know that Iran is tied in with Russia. So how that affects the geopolitical geopolitical goings on around the world, I have no idea. But it's it's definitely something that we should keep our eyes on. There's a strong possibility, I think, here in the United States that uh, for certain of us, our taxes are going to go up because defense contractors be needing that money so they can make more artillery rounds and more planes and bombs and tanks and guns. Um, we also know that the recruiting standards have been relaxed in the United States because every branch, every branch of the armed forces is below their recruiting standards. They don't have enough people. And the United States military, the DOD is trying to figure out how do we entice young people to come throw on a uniform and you know sign away their life for a three-year contract in order to get more bodies in to the point that like they are doing some dumb shit. Like we'll put PlayStations in the break rooms and like guys that that's not who I want fighting our war. And the people that I do want fighting our wars to the extent that I want anybody fighting our wars, um, they're not interested in joining because of the, how politicized the military has become. We got to have 86 different genders and this dude shits in a litter box and the men can now shower with the women, and the women can now shower with the men. And if this guy feels like a girl today, he's got to be moved over to this unit of women over here. Like, that's bullshit. All of that's bullshit. 
Our brother Saw loves to say all the time, what's the Army's job? Kill people and break stuff. Uh, well, the guy who shits in a litter box is not going to be as good at killing people and breaking stuff as, I don't know, the warrior class of humans that exist in the United States of America. So the DOD should probably start marketing itself back towards the warrior class and doing warrior class shit. Like, we don't need to have, like, counseling on why we all need to respect Timmy's feelings because he feels like he's a puma today. And uh, no, that's all of that is it's literally mental illness. And we've allowed it to embed itself into our national defense. So how that plays out for us, I don't know. Now is what was brought up earlier as far as sleeper cells inside the United States of America. If I'm China, and again, I want to be perfectly clear on this. You do not have my permission to freak out. Okay, I'm not freaking out. I'm not giving you information so you can freak out. I'm shining light on what is happening in Israel so that you can develop courses of action for you based upon your context so that if something gets stupid, you don't get caught with your pants down because it's about the preservation of life. It's not about clicks and views and, and scaring people into action. We don't do that here. And if that's you, that's how you get down, beat feet. We don't party like that here. But we do need to have the best information available to make the best calls available. And that's what I'm trying to do this morning amidst the fog of war in Israel, because there's a lot of information. Iran, Iran, Hezbollah, Hamas, Russia, Israel is part of the UN. An attack on one is an attack on all. Article 5. Very curious to see what happens with that. And do we now have a hot war, a proxy war? What's up, the angry prepper? Yes, a puma. A puma. I love that guy. It's Hey, man, it's almost tornado season again. Maybe we'll see each other soon. I love the angry prepper. He just, like, shows up. At it. He's like, hey, bro, I heard there was, like, a tornado in Philly. Are we going? I'm like, sure, because you're going to be there, right? Okay, cool. We'll go, too. Awesome. Um, very curious to see what happens with Iran. So the likelihood that this the scope of this war uh, moves outside of the Gaza Strip and into Iran, very possible. Because Israel's response to this is war. They have declared war. This, these are not simply retaliatory strikes. This is a war. And Bibi Netanyahu is there for lack of a better term, they're Donald Trump. He's their conservative guy. Uh, and he, his whole platform is the security of the state of Israel and Israel having been attacked. How do you not, if that's your platform, go, all right, death to all, right? You got a problem with us, kill them, nuke them, shoot them, blow them up. And they're, I'm not pro-war BT dubs, but I am pro Beat your plowshares into swords, lop some heads off so you can go home and beat your swords back into plowshares again. So very curious to see how this plays out. I hope that it stays localized and I hope that the United States doesn't get drug into this thing. But hope is not a strategy. Let's see. The kidnapping of all these people from Israel is going to be used for propaganda purposes by Hamas. So 
brace yourself for some gruesome 4chan video coming in the near future. That's going to happen. We're going to see a return to that. Um, we've already talked about limited um, munitions stockpiles for the United States because of what we've been sending to Ukraine and our inability to replenish giving our current military industrial complex here in the States. We've talked about Israel has nukes and maybe they use them. We'll see. I also find it quite curious that we're on what day three of this. So this happened Shabbat morning, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We're on day three of this, 72 hours in. And now, now all of a sudden, we have irrefutable intelligence that Iran was behind this. Sounds a lot like Saudi Arabians flew planes into uh, the World Trade Center. And we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Iraqis were involved. Okay. Right. It just it has that vibe to it. Now, the Persians, uh, Iranians, no fan of them either. I'm a live and let live kind of guy. You try and kill me. I'm going to erase you from the history of Earth. You I'm going to burn your family tree down. So don't try and kill me and I won't try and kill you back. Right. <laughs> so who knows what happens with the right. Um, let's see. Yeah, we talked about all this other stuff the hand yeah so snapshot we are today what am i gonna do about this from a preparedness standpoint um being perfectly frank i'm gonna pray for elder brother judah like i'm gonna start with that there are people who are being killed over there so i'll pray for elder brother judah we need him and he needs us whether he knows it or not it's a really good day to audit the holes in your system. Because let's take this back around to China. If I'm China, and I've got 400,000 military-age males in the United States of America, and I own, what, a third of the U.S. farmland, and I've been flying totally not Spiberoon all over the country, and I have infected all all of the Siemens programmable logic controllers that control our national grid and our logistics, It'd be a great time. That'd be a great time. What I would do if I was China, I'd wait for us to like be full on embedded with Ukraine and with Israel and then flip the switch. That's what I'd do. Twas it me. That's what I would do. There's there's a lot of talk about hemp, high altitude EMPs and knocking the grid out that way. I got news for you, boys and girls. I built a whole bunch of the United States grid. We don't need high altitude EMPs. Me and the people in this room in a pickup truck with some 50 cal AP rounds can take the <laughs> national grid down. We wouldn't. We wouldn't. But that's like literally the government used to pay me money to teach people without names how to do that because I built so much of the grid. It's not that hard. We get some... Some lengths of chain, some chainsaws, some AP rounds. I'm not telling them how to do it, Mon. I'm just saying this shit's already out there on the internet. I'm not telling you how to do it, but I'm saying you a one trip to the local hardware store. Problem solved. If your problem is the national grid, problem solved. So people love to fantasize on the fringes, right? You know, when the high altitude EMP hits. Yeah, or or four dudes in a pickup truck. 
I'll take the center of the country offline. It's too easy. So if I was China, I'd be going the too easy route, especially if I've already got close to half a million operatives on the ground. And then what happens? So this is where it comes back around to you. And then what happens? Praise y'all. We just got done spending 10 days in a tent. It was awesome. It was awesome. We had an awesome Sukkot Festival of Tabernacles. And the Father requires this of you. He commands you to go camping once a year for a little over a week. Almost like it's important. Can you cook food off-grid? Can you sleep off-grid? What are you going to do with your kids? Where are you going to poo? How do you keep your body clean? How do you function on short sleep? Because you're not getting as much sleep as you used to. What are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? How, what's your mobility look like? How do you move? All of these things, is, this is what I would be auditing today if I were you. Because if, and I'm not saying it will, but I'm saying if today's the day or it's three weeks from now or three months from now, this whole thing goes to hell in a handbasket and we're transported back to the Stone Age. Okay, I've got some practice at this and I've audited the gaps in my capabilities and I've shored those gaps up. That's what I would be doing if I was you. I don't think, given everything else, is, by the way, have you noticed the stock market? Shaky footing. Shaky footing. How do we fix that? How about another war? What a coincidence. Um, Dylan Carson yelled the words bug out bag. Go back. Go back to my National Preparedness Month videos, the last of which was the bug out bag. You should have your bug out bag squared away, but it is not an idol made of to which you should bow down and do obeisance to. Bug out bag don't matter if you can't carry it and you don't possess the skills to use all the stuff that's inside of it. Do I have a bug out bag in my truck right now? Yeah, because it's a rucksack and there's always a rucksack in my truck and it always has cutting tool, combustion, quarters, container, cover, casualty care, combo, candle, combat, calories, always, always, because that's some really basic shit. And like, if this truck breaks down, which it's been prone to doing here lately, okay, rucksack, I'm going to walk to wherever I need to go, right? Yeah, or if you're sitting around a campfire, it's a coat, and you need to explain something to somebody, you got a little mini whiteboard you can pull out of your rucksack. Thanks, brother Saw. So, without getting all wrapped around the axles today, my encouragement to you is audit your systems and if your plan is to bug out the moment things get bad, you probably live in the wrong place. And I can say that because I totally lived in the wrong place before I strategically relocated. My current plan is to shelter in place. Wow, it's really weird out there. Cool. Lock the gate. <laughs> okay. I'll talk to my homies. Be like, hey, you guys good? You good? Okay, cool. Cool. You, you want to eat a sheep tonight? All right. Awesome. But how are you going to talk to your homies when there's no national grid? We have ways. We have means. We do Morse code with shofars. It's fun. <laughs> so um, that is the brief for today. This is obviously something that we are going to be keeping an eye on going forward. Nobody within the sound of my voice has permission to freak the hell out about this. Just keep a sober eye towards it and ask yourself constantly, how does this affect me? 
and be honest about it. If it doesn't affect you at all, if you can't, after an hour of contemplation, come up with a way that this affects you, you're doing awesome. Great job. But unfortunately, in today's interconnected world, there will be trickle-down ramifications from this conflict to us. Mitigate that risk. That's what preparedness is about. Mitigating that risk. Our working definition of preparedness is to maintain normalcy for the people that we love. How do you do that to the best of your ability? Given the resources that you have available to you, the most precious of which, other than the disposition of your eternal soul by the blood of Messiah, is your time. And if you're using your time to get all wrapped around the axles, you done messed up, homeboy. Refuge medical for today, says Mark Chase. Yeah, we're about to transition into the value proposition part of the show. So for those of y'all who have gotten what you needed and don't need to stick around for the value proposition, have a blessed day. Shalom. For everybody else, we are going to talk about the value proposition. Something I just keep thinking about is unrighteousness. Unrighteousness. Send it, brother. It's our general sense. Unrighteousness that's emboldening these actions. Mm. And if that people were actually striving for righteousness, there wouldn't be the ease of attack. There wouldn't be the motivations for attack. Like when you were saying that there's, you know, gay pride parades surrounding the Temple Mount. Yep. Right. And there's this rave happening on Shabbat. Yep. That's just emboldening the opposition religion going like they don't even follow their God. Mm -hmm. They don't even care about their God. Who's their God? Right. Yep. Ease of attack. The Chinese are training their military for masculinity at the same time, pushing femininity in propaganda to us. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, <clears throat> I don't know. I just get, I just get that feeling of like, do what the book says. Mm-hmm. And there really won't have to be the worry. Cause it's like, I don't know. It just, it, I think the unrighteousness builds like that, that bold action against us. Are you saying that you reap what you sow? No. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) The the children of Israel have had, what, 4,000 years of doing things the wrong way and suffering because of it and then turning back because they realized, oh, that's not what we're supposed to do. But... The, the father always sends a man of Elohim, a prophet. When, when Israel cries out, whether they want to hear it or not, a man of Elohim will show up and say, look, you guys are all dicked up. Here's what you're doing that you shouldn't be doing. Here's what you're not doing that you should be doing. Repent, teshuva, turn from your wicked ways. And um, my hope is that they get something out of that, something like that out of this, uh, that people will wake up. You can't it, see it's not a yeah, the father is not a magic wand. You can't just live in Israel and be magically protected while being engaged in deeply engaged in heathen bullshit. It's like he will smite your ass too. He consistently reproves and instructs his people constantly. This is why if people just read the old testament, man, um this whole concept of like. But when the world's ending, the father's going to rapture us up out of here. And it's like, really? Because he always preserves a remnant. 
But that remnant goes through the same shit that everybody else does. The only difference is instead of being consumed by it, they're stewarded through it. And maybe, just maybe, there's some people who are waking up to that fact in Israel today. Yeah, so hopefully Israel is like, hopefully, Brother Judah, Israel, all the people over there turn, right? They shoot. Mm -hmm. But also for here, if we stood strong in our faith, they, like actually footed, like rooted actual in the Bible, then it doesn't matter what sleeper cell is latent here. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter, right? Like if we're just strong in us as us in him, then like who cares if they're coming over the border? Yeah. It will be taken care of either by the might of the men or the, the might of him, you know, like it's a. And two of you shall put 10,000 to flight. Yep. Man, like. We forget that sometimes. Two, two of y'all in Yah's will shall put 10,000 to flight. That's yet another reason why the lone wolf doesn't work. Yeah. We can't really get into it, opposite reasons, but that occurred over Sukkot for us. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. And it was a non-issue. Yeah, it yep. wasn't even an issue. Like, it what? actually wasn't an issue. Yeah, the heathen didn't even go past the gate. <laughs> There's something to that, right? <laughs> There's something to that. Can you rewind a bit? The ad made me miss some. Uh, oh, I didn't even know there was an ad, MacGyver prepping. Do the and, things. And this is this is live, so I don't I can't rewind. Uh, Akiata Skarata said value exchange. All right, here we go, value exchange. Uh, links in the description for everything. Patreon this morning, there's a video on training your mag, your mutual assistance group, and what does that look like? I would say in context of what's going on in the world, it's a really good conversation. So if you're on Patreon, go watch that video. And if you're not, there's a link in the description. It's $10 a month. It's the best 10 bucks you can spend on the internet. It is the quintessential preparedness consultancy. You ask the questions, we give you the answers. Additionally, I also have a at least four videos of the classes that we taught during Sukkot that we'll be posting to Patreon. Um, some really good content there. And I am in the process of doing more content with my brothers for Patreon, uh, where we're still doing the Q&A, but... Um, you know, I do a lot of videos with my wife on Patreon to get her perspective on stuff. And also, I'm going to be doing some more content with the other people in our group to get their perspective on stuff as well. Because, uh, praise y'all, we are surrounded by a lot of really smart, passionate, intelligent people. So, links in the description. RefugeMedical.com. It is a great day to uh, have a first aid kit on you. Um your promo code is Bear Nation. It gets you free shipping on everything in the store. Everything is HSA and FSA eligible. So if you got one of those, I'd use it up while you still can. And some things of note. There's a handful of the leather kits left. These are the leather kits. Hand cut, hand sewn by our brothers and sisters at Just a Nazarene Leather Co. Right here. And uh, they're a leather pouch that comes with a red paracord. There's also brown included if you wanted to swap it out. You just undo that lift this and in the little one here i've got a slick kit which has uh chest seals combat gauze pressure bandage and a uh, pair of gloves in it right there as well as some flat duct tape and a soft tea tourniquet 
This one's new in the wrapper, so you know you're getting a new one in the wrapper, but when you get these, you should take your tourniquets out of the plastic. So you can use them, <laughs> y'all forbid, you need one. <laughs> LD Realty NWA, great brief, Bear and Company. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. We, you know, I strive to deliver value for y'all. Some days it's more valuable than others, but uh, that is the goal, is to provide as much value to y'all as I can. If uh, quality leather and craftsmanship on those, thanks, Heather. Yeah, they're awesome. They're even branded with the Refuge Tree of Life. A lot of people have asked the Refuge logo. That is the Tree of Life, Romans 11. That's what you're grafted into right there. Why did we choose the name Refuge? Read the book of Psalms. Yahuwah, the Lord our God, Elohim, is my strength and my refuge. That's where the name came from. Okay, so we got some leather kits left. Let's see. We have a handful of these Origin kits in the Origin Raptor camouflage left as well. These are awesome if you're a hunter or a woodsman. And, uh, you know, if you're celebrating birthdays or holidays coming up, talk about an awesome gift because this is not only the entire contents of a bear fact, you know, bear first aid kit, trauma blowout kit, but it also has water purification and fire making inside of it. So if you are on a hunt that goes bad, you've got a fully capable medical kit as well as the ability to purify and store water and the ability to make fire inside of here. Okay. And let's see, what else? Oh, my goodness. Bare mins, bare minimums are in stock. And there are hundreds of orders being shipped today at Refuge Medical. They came in during Sukkot because we were tabernacling in the wilderness. But uh, lots of orders going out today, including a ton of buckets, wound care buckets, birthing buckets, postpartum buckets, surgical buckets, all the things, right? This is the bare minimum. If you don't have a kit yet and you want a comprehensive kit, this is the one I would recommend you get. This is the bare minimum because it's got a cat, legit cat Gen 7 tourniquet on the outside for critical bleeding to the extremities. It's got a set of shears on the outside for exposing wounds. And then you pop this open, okay? You grab the red handle and you pull. And now I'm holding the first aid kit in my hand. Because uh, while this is Molly Powell's webbing compatible, I hate it when my first aid kit is stuck to my body. Not cool. All right. And if I pop this open, ta-da, I've got rolled gauze, gloves, compressed gauze for wound packing, quick clot, hemostatically impregnated gauze for critical bleeds and wound packing, medical tape. A six-inch emergency trauma bandage. I've also got my Made in the USA tag right here because they are 100% made here and guaranteed forever. If you break it, I'll replace it at no cost to you. If you use the components to save a life, I'll replace it at no cost to you. But wait, there's more. In the back, back here, I've got burn dressings and I've got chest seals for holes in the box, a.k.a. penetrating wounds to the pleural space in between your neck and your navel, 360 degrees around. You get a hole in there, you're going to, uh, you need to reestablish the vacuum so that the diaphragm can do its job and allow the lungs to fill up with air. But wait, there's more. Down here in the bottom, I have my OTC wipes right here, BZK antiseptic towelettes, sting relief, podone, iodine, triple antibiotic ointment, all the things for the boo-boos. 
I've got band-aids, small, medium, large band-aids, as well as steri strips for wound closure. And I've got a gauze pack, two by twos, five by nines, four by fours, all inside of here. For uh, 219 American doll hairs, free shipping, pro code Bear Nation. It is the perfect combination of a boo-boo kit and a trauma blowout kit. Everything that we use is top of the shelf, the best medical components we can get. And we stitch this ballistic nylon. We source it here in the United States of America. We stitch it here. We guarantee it forever. And these kits are on four continents with all branches of the U.S. Armed Forces electively. So they work. So check out the Bare Men. Of course, you've got the Bare Fac, the big brother to the Bare Minimum, a phenomenal, capable kit. All those things are at refugemedical.com. Make sure you're using your promo code for free shipping. And uh, if you're on Patreon, use your promo code. You get a percentage off. Okay? Okay, bear. All right. I need that kit, a covey of quail said. That's awesome. Check it out, refugemedical.com. We probably got one just for you. And if you have any questions, if you scroll down on the Refuge website, our phone number's on there. If you call that phone number, a real live human being will answer the phone. There's not even a call tree. It's not like, for shipping, press one. For existing orders, press two. For new orders... Press three. Hablan en español. Oh, prima cuatro. Like, there's none of that, right? It's a real person answers the phone. Probably Heath. He's probably running across the office right now to grab the phone because it's ringing. And you can ask whatever questions you want. You can also use the live chat feature on the website that is not powered by AI. There's a real person on the other side of that live chat as well. So... If you're having uh, some issues trying to figure out which kit should I get, we have those options for you. Refugetraining.com. We have classes coming up uh, in Spiro, Oklahoma, at the Refuge headquarters. And that's October 28th, October 29th. You never know when you're going to need medical expertise. You, you just never know. You don't know if the life that you end up saving will be your own or your wife's your wife's what now listen if you have wives that is biblical but i'd recommend it against it because it's a lot of ladies to keep happy your wife um your children yeah just because you can doesn't mean you should um shaul of tarsus the apostle paul had zero wives you know and that's why he wrote 40 percent of the new testament he had all that free time <laughs> yeah and that's also why we're very confused by him um so anyway, you don't know whose life you're going to save. You know, you might be at a rave or you might be driving down the street, motorcycle wrecks. We've got a lot of aids rendered on motorcycle wrecks here lately. Um, you know, 92 people are still alive because of Refuge Medical and our products and our training. And so I just can't implore you more strongly to come to class and learn the fine art of how to not die because you, you never know whose life it is that you're saving. And being able to intervene productively in a scenario like that, it's way better than standing there and feeling helpless, not knowing what to do, not having the equipment. Um, I would much rather do something than nothing to help. And we have gotten several people who have written in 
who have rendered aid or saved lives after coming to class with refuge training who said the actual real world event was less stressful than the training was good that's the point and also the training you don't need to be a pt stud you know we've had grandmas and grandpas come through the class we've had um people with disabilities come through the class we've had lots of people come through the class that you look at them and, and not think instantly oh superhero got it and so we modulate the intensity of class to each individual student and so if you are a pt stud congratulations you're going to be doing a lot of reps with bubba the 100 pound sandbag and if you're not a pt stud you get to carry wilson the uh, volleyball around okay so we modulate the intensity of the class to each student, but the TLOs, the terminal learning objectives do not change. They're the same for every student. And the idea is for you to figure out what you do under stress so you can build the automaticity to use your equipment and your skill set and your physique to be able to affect change positively to save a life, be it the Father's will. All that is at refugetraining.com. We've got classes coming up 28 and 29 October. Strongly recommend you come check it out. Um, we've got, uh, let's see, calebhouse.org, Caleb with a K, K-A-L-E-B, which is our anti-human trafficking juvenile restoration facility, uh, fancy words for that's where we put together kiddos who have been seriously raped and abused by assholes. And, uh, we are squarely in the construction phase, praise Yah, and thanks to y'all, which is awesome. We are, what did we figure out? Seven, seven percent funded. I think it's we are seven. We are seven percent funded. That is not keeping us from moving forward. And so if you'd like to join in that fight, if the father convicts you, if he doesn't, I'm not interested in your money. Just point blank. Give to somebody else or don't give it all. But if he does, if you'd like to do something about human trafficking, Caleb with a K, calebhouse.org. Check it out. Uh, what's the best way to raise money for the ruckus? To ruck Phoenix Adventures, refugeruckus.com. Come and uh, ruck through downtown Fort Smith, Arkansas with us. Or set up a ruck where you are. And you get pledges. You get people to commit. And then you ruck. And then those people who pledged... You collect their pledges and you pass through to calebhouse.org. Um, events at calebhouse.org, if you have any questions on that. Also, refugeruckus.com. That's coming up in March of next year. It approaches quickly. I would love it if uh, every one of y'all was at the ruckus, refugeruckus.com. Three-day event, uh, live classes and speakers and um instruction and on shabbat we're going to do a very large midrash we'll sit together and read the word and hang out and fellowship there'll be worship music and on sunday morning we rock and uh that's what i've got for today that's what i've got for today i appreciate y'all very very much i hope you guys have an awesome day please share the show with somebody that needs to see it and uh as long as we're not all nuked up, I'll see you guys on Wednesday. Bless y'all. Shalom.